This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio. See what I did there? YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander. Brian Ortega in for Kelly Bidlin. Kelly back tomorrow. Yes, Brian? Yes, should be. Okay. We're happy to have you, though. Uh, if it weren't guessing lines, we'd do an Oscars preview, but then we'll say that for another day. Understood. For me. We appreciate it. Man about town, Brian Ortega with us. And of course, the star, ladies and gentlemen, of guessing lines, my Mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews. How you doing, man? You good? A little rough. It was a rough day yesterday. You guys got beat up. We got beat up. Yeah. Which were the which were the major culprits that got you yesterday? Uh well, we started the day poorly with the uh Minnesota uh New Orleans game falling three. We had tons of money both ways, but, you know, the way we handled the three. Well, and we had the late push on uh, Minnesota, which actually helped a little bit, but a lot of money line play on Minnesota. So that hurt. That was a bad one. The Bills and Ravens falling three, that one hurt. But I can go up and down the line. I mean, when there were, it'd be a lot easier to tell you the good games, but I'll tell you some of the bad ones. Um, Chargers was bad. Lions uh, losing to the Seahawks was bad. Uh Cowboys beating uh, the Commanders was bad. Uh, Arizona beating Carolina. Uh, Green Bay not not covering against New England was bad, and then capped it off last night. <laughs> the side didn't matter. We had good action both ways on the side, but the total destroyed us. Everybody was, had over. That thing and was almost over at the half. I, it was over in the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, 14-3. I mean, you have no chance with these two quarterbacks that this isn't going to become a shootout. So that's it. Lights off at South Point after the show today. That's it? It's yeah, over? you can see there's the barricades <laughs> up front. <laughs> Hey, I would right. say, you know, yeah. really, number one, don't ever cry for the bookmaker. And number two, uh, you know, when you're in a position like mine, it really, and I've compared this before, it's like a relief pitcher or a cornerback. 
you are going to blow the game or the day, whatever. You're going to blow it. That's inevitable. I don't care who you are. You just lick your wounds and come out the next day and, you know, stayed up last night and tried to do my homework and, you know, oh, I all think, you can do. Oh, I think you'll get it back. I think you'll be fine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Guessing Lines for week number five, and it goes a little something like this. You got the coolest intro going, man. You do. I was going to do two hours of Atlanta Braves radio this morning because oh, I'm that pumped about it. Which Are you? Will, oh, dude. I'm you got him to win the division, right? Many, many, many times. That's what I heard. Uh, we, will, we will get into that tomorrow with Kelly. Guessing lines for week number five. And we'll go as uh, if you're new to this show, what we do every Monday morning, Chrissy and I. And we couldn't do this without Chrissy. Like, you can't substitute anybody in for Chrissy for this. Um, this is something we have done for the better part of a decade. Actually, Guessing Lines has existed for more than a decade. Chrissy and I have done it for almost a decade together. And it's really a tribute to the old Stardust radio show of the same ilk back in the day with uh, Roxy Roxborough. I don't know what the lines are. I've been in a cocoon since last night. I was all baseball-focused anyway last night. And uh, Chrissy will let us know what he posts at the South Point. At the end of this show, he hasn't put up anything yet here. Nothing is bettable until we do this show, so we always appreciate that. And we start with Thursday night, Brian Ortega. What do we have? All right, Thursday night, we have the Colts at the Broncos. Colts at the Broncos. Colts lose to the Titans yesterday. Matty Ice, 27 of 37 for 356, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times, lost a fumble, his eighth of the year most, the most, I should say, by any player through the first four games of a season since Kurt Warner in 2006. That's not good. Jonathan Taylor, 20 for 42 on the ground. Boy, this is not the year for Jonathan Taylor. Not the year for the Colts. Uh, Allie Cox, 6 for 85, two touchdowns. He was Ryan's biggest target. They were outgained, or excuse me, they outgained Tennessee, did the Colts, 365 to 243. But no matter when you're minus three in turnovers, the first two of which a Ryan fumble and a Ryan interception led to short fields and 14 Titans points. And then down 24 to 17, let this be the first, uh, we do this segment on the Megapod called the Dumbbell of the Week for coaches. Let this be the first candidate. Down 24 to 17, the Colts have a fourth and 21 at the Tennessee 33 with 204 left. All three timeouts in pocket, and Frank Reich opts for a Chase McLaughlin 51-yard field goal, which has no prayer the split second it goes off his toe. Uh, and the Colts never see the ball again. Mm. Not sure what you're doing there. Denver loses to the Raiders. Josh Jacobs ran for a career-high 144 yards, two touchdowns against Denver yesterday. Amik Robertson returned a, a Melvin Gordon fumble 68 yards, changed the tenor of that game, put up uh, put the Raiders up 16-10 to 10 at the time anyway, late in the first half. Raiders beat the Broncos 32-23. to 23. Denver repeatedly failing to take advantage of good field position in this game. They scored only once. Did the Broncos on six drives in the second half. But that one drive did cut the Raiders' lead to 25-23, so it was still in play late. But the Broncos couldn't stop uh, Las Vegas on the subsequent drive as the Raiders engineered a 10-play 75-yard drive capped by a Jacob seven-yard run that would seal the deal after a final Broncos fourth down try went incomplete. Russell Wilson in defeat, 17 of 25 for 237, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times, four carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. The Broncos could only muster 12 first downs. That's it, 12 so it's the one two and one Colts against the two and two Broncos. I don't think I can make it a full three. I will say Denver minus two and a half. Okay, bingo. <laughs> First one. 
I like your number better, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, my numbers come to exactly two and a half, but I do see a pretty solid three out there. Hmm. Um, really? See, one three with a little tiny bit of juice on the favorite. So I think three is probably a good number. I don't know. I, 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 Greg Doyle, if anybody reads him, he's in the Indianapolis starts behind a paywall. Uh, but he, he's a very good writer. Covers a lot of different – covers a lot of subjects besides just sports. But he talked about the problems on this Colts team, and he follows the team really closely. A lot of offensive line problems, which was something they didn't expect this year with Quentin Nelson being kind of the anchor. Uh, you know, fumbling and turnovers. You know, Matty Ryan, eh. Um, I said last week, I was like, on, on the megaphone, I was like, would it still surprise anybody if they won the division? Everybody was like, no. Now I would ask the same question. I don't know that everybody would say no. Well, one guy, me, yeah. said, are we sure the Colts now all of a sudden have all their problems solved? Yeah. So th- that was did. one of our few good games that they did bet us strongly on the Colts. So that was one of our few good games. We needed Tennessee pretty good. But anyway, I, I am going to open three. I don't want to mess with this game right now with the two and a half, three stuff, you know, but we'll see where this one goes. Colts were my uh, one. Uh... One circa millions loss. I was on the Colts as well. Laid the points. Sharp guys were. Let's go to uh, let's go to Sunday. I know we have a London game, right? Again. That's correct. Yes, we have a London game starting nine thirty Eastern time, six thirty Pacific. Giants against the Packers. Tottenham Hotspur. All right, I don't have much to say about the Giants. They they beat the Bears twenty to twelve. Uh, Daniel Jones eight of thirteen. Eight of thirteen for seventy one yards. That matches Justin Fields' eight completions with a victory earlier this year in week one. Someone broke that later. We'll get to it. Fewer completions with a win. But Jones, eight of 13 for 71. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Six carries for 68 yards and two touchdowns. Daniel Jones was knocked out of the game, though. Uh, Did come back as a decoy later, as was his backup to Rod Taylor, who was concussed. Taylor was one of three for 11 yards. No touchdowns, one pick. Uh, was not sacked in his brief time in the game. But Saquon was everything for the Giants. 31 carries, 146 yards. Giants only mustered 71 passing yards in this game, but 262 rushing yards against the uh, the Bears, the hapless Bears. Lost both quarterbacks, as I said, but led 20-12 to late. Bears muffed a punt. Looked like the Giants would salt it away with a uh, Gano 37-yard field goal, but he missed. And then the Bears' last-ditch, endless lateral play failed. And then there's Green Bay. Oh, my, what a game. Aaron Rodgers, first half against the Patriots. Four of 11 for 44 yards. No touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. He had an 11.2 passer rating in the first half. That's at a 158.3, by the way. That's the old school passer rating. 11.2 in the first half of that ballgame. Ben Valin, who who writes, by the way, the Patriots had a 10-7 lead at the half because part of that was a 40-yard pick, uh, pick six by... Uh, Jack Jones for the Patriots that put the Patriots up 10 to 7 at the half. Ben Valin, who writes uh, about all Boston sports, he said if Aaron Rodgers threw every pass directly into the ground, his rating would have been 39.6. His rating at halftime was 11.2. Rodgers ended up, up, though, 21 of 35 for 251. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. Aaron Jones, 16 carries for 110. Lazard, six catches for 116. 443 total yards for the pack, 199 rushing. But so much drama. Fourth and one at the New England 28. 11-16 left in the third quarter. Opening drive of the third quarter. They go for it and convert on a pitch out to Aaron Jones. Three plays later, Green Bay had taken the lead 14-10. New England first and 15 at the Green Bay 25. 4-59 left in the third quarter. A good second and a half after the play clock went to zero. Bailey Zappi to Devontae Parker. 17-14 New England. By the way, at first I was like, that's two and a half seconds. But when they showed it from behind... 
the quarterback behind Zappi. It's about one and a half seconds. Still ridiculous that that play wasn't whistled dead. Fast forward to the fourth quarter. 24-24. The Packers facing third and eight from the New England 40. 208 left. Rodgers throws deep to a diving Romeo Dobbs in the right corner of the end zone. Dobbs gets past Jonathan Jones, caught the pass, but the ball slipped out of his hands after he landed. It goes to overtime. Some excellent clock management by Belichick at the end of regulation. And after New England stopped Green Bay on the opening drive of overtime, New England had the ball at its 40 at its 49-yard line. Only needing a field goal, but Green Bay forces a three and out. And what ensued was a 12-play, 77-yard drive culminating in a Mason Crosby game-winning 31-yard field goal as time expired. Green Bay waiting to kick the field goal with four seconds left was risky, and certainly risky for all those survivor players who had the Packers. 44.5% of the entire pool. Man, was I rooting against that. I got Green Bay minus 10 here. We're both way off. How's this one? Um... I see it eight. It's pretty much a blanket eight. My number's coming to six and a half. Oh, wow. I, you know, I had to seriously downgrade Green Bay. I know they're three and one, and they'll probably win the division, but they are not there yet. No. I mean, they are far off. Um, now, not to sing the praises of the Giants in any way, shape, or form. By the way, I love QBR. I love to talk about it. There's some things that are crazy about QBR. You know what Daniel Jones's QBR was yesterday? Let me get his stats. He was... 8 of 13 for 71 total yards. Why don't you hold that thought? Okay. We'll continue with that talk. More guessing lines. Wow, you're way low on that. I'm I'm way way high on that. All right. Coming back. It's a Monday morning. Guessing lines. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This episode is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans in on the action. There's no good reason your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 ensures California finally catches up. So vote yes on Prop 27. We get tweets at beating the book. This is from a Touchdown Jesus. He says, uh, whether on them or not, on them in quotes or not, and to what degree it is so entertaining to listen to the beginnings, middles, and ends of the Tankapalooza, Igus Fiatek, Nats Obligation, Stingley Junior Draft, Ole Miss College World Series, Warriors NBA title, etc. Good luck with the Braves from here on out. Thank you. That is a very comprehensive tweet. Didn't mention Paulo Banquero in there, but thank you for that. That is very kind. The longtime numbers game listeners um, really appreciate that. This is, let's see here. This is from a lot of Braves, uh, a lot of Braves tweets this morning. This this one is from Matthew Mayberry. He says, yes, enough guessing lines. Let's go Braves talk. <laughs> uh, Chris Housh, dear Gailey Twitter, do you like money? So do I. Uh, Gil could show you the analytical way to do it on uh, on uh, numbers game. Treat yourself, don't cheat yourself. That's what uh, I was always taught. I really appreciate it. Everybody's very kind. I hope everybody jumped on uh, the Braves with us. Again, the magic number is one, so it's not done yet, but we'll get there. Guessing lines, I mean, the one thing I want to say about guessing lines this year, we, I have had some really bad guesses, bad when it comes to Monday morning, but that has been a really good North Star to follow because the lines have generally come my direction this year, which is which is not the case most years, I must say, right? Like, it usually hasn't been this good. Now, we're only four weeks in. Catch me in another four weeks. This yeah. could be disastrous, right? But so far, so good. And um, people have really responded to uh, to the show and, and your insights this year as well. You wanted to say one more thing about the Giants? Well, I was going to say, you know, QBR is something I like to look at. Not that I re- religiously believe in it, but I'm just saying it's a different way to look at things. Daniel Jones, 8 of 13 for 71 yards. 
No touchdowns, no interceptions. QBR, 92.3. Oh, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> what I'm writing it? them down as, what? <laughs> and, I mean, they put 20 points on the board, you know? I mean, yeah. I guess he gets elevated because I don't think he fumbled yesterday. He didn't so fumble. Well, he scored, he scored two touchdowns on the ground. That counts? Yeah. At, yeah. Well, it's all, what did that quarterback there do to participate in the victory? Well, that's why. Or, you know, or not do. Whatever. Yep. Anyway, yeah, he did do that. But anyway, my number come to six and a half. I really downgraded Green Bay, and I always gave him a strong home field advantage, probably the strongest in the league. I downgraded that, too. I mean, this team is just not right yet. And I said this in the beginning. Talk to me in December. I, I think they'll be fine. First of all, the weather in December I think will really help Green Bay at home. Uh, I, I think by that time you would think Rodgers is more in sync with his receivers. This team just isn't right right now. No. And I thought, you know, I'm looking at my numbers, and I, you know, I thought six and a half, seven. And, you know, I, I mean, I could certainly see seven, but to me, seven would be a take. Anyway, oh. it's eight everywhere. I don't know. I might open seven and a half and take a hit. I'm yeah. going to think about it. I am way high on that. But, uh, yeah, I just don't think I leave the Giants. I certainly don't think the Green Bay Packers are all that good either. Let's go to a Sunday early window now after the London game. All right, so first game on Sunday, well, first of the games here, is Steelers at Bills. One and three Steelers. Mm-hmm. Three and one Bills. I thought I liked this guy. You know that? <laughs> uh, the Steelers lose to the Jets. Were you aware of that, Chris? They lost to the Jets yesterday? What happened? <laughs> uh, the Jets win in Pittsburgh for just the second time in franchise history. God. That's hard to believe, by the way. Steelers benefit from the Jets roughing the passer penalty on what would have been the final play of the first half. Chris Boswell sunk a 59-yarder to cut the deficit to 10-6, to and you thought to yourself, okay, Pittsburgh's back in this. They'll win this game. And then Kenny Pickett enters the game for Pittsburgh in the second half, and every yinzer goes crazy. I got so many texts from my friends. Forget about it. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Fourth and one at the Pittsburgh 31. 12-13 left in the third quarter, down 10-6. to Pickett sneaks and converts, and the crowd goes wild because Mitch Trubisky couldn't have done that, Chrissy. <laughs> Two plays later, first pass of his career. It's a pick downfield, basically a punt. Key play on a subsequent Jets drive. Third and six of the Jets 30. Wilson, Zach Wilson, that is, picked by Minka Fitzpatrick off a deflection. Three plays later, Pickett sneaks into the end zone. 13 to 10 Pittsburgh, because Trubisky couldn't have done that, Chrissy. (laughs) Subsequent Pittsburgh drive. Pickett caps it off with a two-yard touchdown run. 20 to 10. You know Mitch couldn't have done that either. Yes, he can. He could have done all of it. But then with with 13-30 left, down 20 to 10, the Jets and Zach Wilson engineer an 11-play, 81-yard touchdown drive. It's 20-17. to 17. Then Pickett fumbles. It was recovered by his teammate Jalen Warren, though. Fumble luck. Next play. Second and 15 at the Jets' 35. 334 left in the fourth quarter. Pickett overthrows Friermuth, picked by Michael Carter the second. And then the Jets go on a 10-play, 65-yard, five-first-down drive in which Wilson Went five for five for 57, chewing up three minutes and 16 seconds. Capped by a Brees Hall two-yard plunge with 18 seconds left. 24-20, Jets win. Trubisky, 7 of 13 for 84. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. Pickett, 10 of 13 for 120. No touchdowns, three picks. Sacked zero times. Six carries, 15 yards, two touchdowns. Pickett, six for 102 receiving. But the Steelers, oh, excuse me, the uh, yeah, the Steelers were minus two in turnovers. And the 1-3 Steelers, now 0-7 all-time without injured star outside linebacker T.J. Watt, head into the most difficult part of their schedule, riding a three-game losing streak, and with the franchise now in the hands, we think, of a rookie. Oh, Buffalo, is that the other team? Buffalo. Sorry about that. I forgot how the show works. Josh Allen, 
19 of 36 in the Bills come from behind win against the Ravens. 19 of 36 for 212. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. 11 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. The Bills had a 38-minute to 10, 21-minute and 50-second disadvantage in time of possession. They were down 20-3. to They come back and win it. Fourth and one at the Baltimore 25. 10-40 left in the third quarter. Down 20-10. to They eschew. Eschew, Chrissy. The 43-yard field goal attempt. Allen rolls out to the left. He ad-libs, gets four yards. Four plays later, Tyler Bass, 39-yard field goal. It's 20-13. After the Bills force a Ravens punt. Nine-play, 80-yard touchdown drive. Capped by an Allen 11-yard touchdown run to knot it up at 20-20. And then the key play. The key sequence. Candidate for Dumbbell of the Year. Or Dumbbell of the Week. Sorry, it's your boy John Harbaugh. Yeah. Starting with 13-38 left at their own five-yard line. The Ravens go on a 14-play, 93-yard, 9-minute, 29-second drive. And with 4.15 left in the ballgame, tied up, tied up at 20, on the Buffalo 2, fourth and goal, Baltimore decides to go for it. And is picked by Jordan Poyer in the end zone, his second in as many possessions. Buffalo drives the field from their own 20 after the Harbaugh decision, aided by a horrible roughing the passer penalty on that final drive. Chip shot Bass, Tyler Bass, 21-yard field goal to win it, 23-20. to By the way, not without drama, because all of Baltimore's defenders were on the same page on first and 10 for Buffalo at the Baltimore 11 with 150 left. They weren't supposed to make a tackle. They were supposed to let the uh, Bills score a touchdown. All on the same page except for Odafe Owe, who tackled Singletary at the three. Baltimore only had one timeout left, and at that point were helpless. That's what Marcus Peters was losing his mind about on the sidelines. You might have seen that. Drama. So it's Pittsburgh at Buffalo. This is going to be a monster number. Mm. Buffalo minus 13. I won't make it two touchdowns. 13. Well, another bingo square to fill in. Diminishing returns. Yeah. We haven't said that yet this year. My numbers come to 17. And that's too high. But 14 is the number. And I think that's probably a good place to start. That's where I'm going to start. But. Like I said, my, my power ratings do come to 17, but again, the diminishing returns, which we like, I don't think we've used so far this year, I think that's just a little too high for this game. I think the Steelers probably try to play as conservatively as they can with Kenny Pickett in there. Listen, I mean, at this point in time, you have to think it injects a little juice into that team. A little juice, I don't know if that's enough to carry the day in Buffalo. I kind of think not. Uh, but, you know, on the other side, I, I mean, I still think Buffalo is probably the best team in the, in the league. They haven't played that great in the last couple of weeks. I mean, they struggled yeah. yesterday. You know, um, the, I, yeah, I, the juggernaut status has sort of been yeah, diminished. I, we were bit. talking about undefeated, yeah. and, you know, waltzing to the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we're not nearly there. Was anybody talking undefeated? Really? Oh, wow, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I mean, impressive. you have to listen to some yeah. of these ESPN yeah. shows, which yeah. I, I always have the TV on in my office. But, oh, yeah, some guys were talking about undefeated. Um, I think 14 is a good number, though, and that's where I'm going to start. Uh, we'll, we'll make up a game here coming up uh, in, a, in a subsequent segment. I, I, let me just follow up on a couple of things in this game. One, Harbaugh. I know besides Belichick, he's your guy. No, that was a horrible decision. I, I mean, how do you not go up three? And his explanation afterwards made no sense either. No, I, you know, talking about analytic, a, analytics and metrics, and I'm thinking, like, there's, there's no, an, yeah, there's no like, analytics. Yeah, I'm not sure what book you were <laughs> following. By, by the way, that's my biggest pet peeve. When people do something, it's wrong. That's like, analytics. Yeah. No, that's not analytics, dude. <sighs> You just yeah. you you botched it. You just, yeah, you you made that thing up. You know, is what you did. You know, I mean, and I heard guys afterwards saying, you know, if the coach just said I went with my gut, yeah, I I could okay. go with that. Okay, you know, you yeah, with but gut. not don't don't give me the analytics stuff. And do you? And I said this last week. 
and you could tell I, I'm I'm sort of I, I'm of the I'm of the belief that Trubisky could do no he could do no right. Yeah, after right? like the first two games, yeah. It didn't matter what he did. Yeah. Oh, it's Trubisky. Do you yeah. really believe that this is the move they should make to pick it right now? It almost like they didn't have a choice. And again, I, uh, let me see what the QBR for Dr- Trubisky was horrible, and rightfully so, 7.5 yesterday. So it was bad. Well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back. Uh, Got to make up one. Guessing lines on a Monday for Week 5 National Football League. It's a numbers game at Feast and the Sports Betting Network. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSEN hockey season prep guide available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil. That's Andy McNeil with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. The guides a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You ready for hockey, Chrissy? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, you're you're pumped. Yeah, I love hockey. Yeah. You're a Penguins guy, right? Big Penguins guy, but I love hockey. It's a great game. You guys do well here with hockey business, right? Yeah, boy, when, that's you know, you asked me the things that have changed since I've gotten here. When oh. I first got here, well, we didn't have the nights, of course. I was but, you say. know, hockey was nothing. And now it's. <laughs> I always liked hockey because it wasn't a big decision every night. You could root for whoever the hell you <laughs> wanted to. Now we get some big decisions at night. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a lot expected out of the nights, by the way, this year. That's the consensus. That would be my consensus. Yeah. What is next, sir? What do we got, Brian Ortega? All righty. So we have the Chargers going to Cleveland against the Browns. Chargers, one of my survivors. Hit it! I'm a survivor! 
Chevy Kev. Oh, he's on it. On, on, on point. Chargers were way up, though, yesterday against Houston, 27-7. to Way up. And then as the Chargers do, well, that lead just dissipated. Houston scored 17 straight points to get within three with about eight and a half minutes left. Chargers then put together a 12-play 84-yard drive, though, capped by an Austin Eckler 14-yard catch and score to put the game away and snap a two-game skid, 34-24. Chargers looked great early. Scored five on uh, scored on five of their first six possessions to build that twenty-seven to seven lead by halftime, despite Herbert dealing Justin Herbert that is with a rib injury. Team playing without Joey Bosa with the groin, without Keenan Allen. Herbert twenty-seven of thirty-nine for three forty, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Eckler thirteen carries for sixty yards, two touchdowns, six catches for forty-nine yards and a touchdown. Mike Williams seven catches for one twenty. Chargers had a fourth and two at their own forty-five with five twenty-three left. Nursing that 27 to 24 lead, biggest play of the game. They go for it and they convert on a 21 yard Herbert to Eckler pass and run. Five plays later, the game clinching Eckler score. And then there's Cleveland. Cleveland loses. Remember, we started, we said at the beginning of the year, oh, those first four games, they made it so easy for Cleveland. Well, in the end, they end up two and two after those four games with uh, Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. They lose to the Falcons. Jacoby Brissett, 21 of 35 or 234. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. Nick Chubb, 19 carries for 118 yards and a touchdown. They outgained Atlanta, 403 to 333. They outtime of possession, if you will, Atlanta, 35 44 to 24 16. But they gave up 202 rushing yards. Cleveland had a fourth and three at the Atlanta four. Scoreless game, 10-28 left in the first quarter. Opening drive of the game, they went for it and they failed. Then they had a fourth and one at the Atlanta 39. 12-35 left in the second quarter, down 10 to nothing. They went for it. Reset kept it. They converted. Eight plays later, it was 10 to seven. But in the end... Third and 23 at the Cleveland 46, down 23 to 20. Brissett was picked by D. Alford. Ball game. Falcons win it 23 to 20. I uh, I got lazy here. I called this a pick 'em between the Chargers and the Browns. Really? My numbers come to three, and uh, it's a blanket three. Out In there. favor of whom? The Chargers. Wow. Yeah. I would not have thought the Chargers would be a full three-point favorite here. Chargers do have their problems. You mentioned you know, Bosa, who's definitely out for a while. Keenan Allen, I'm not sure what his status will be for this coming week. Uh, they have their problems. Uh, I kind of quit watching that game when it was way up. I didn't think Houston had it in them to <laughs> me, come back. Me you too. Kind of had pick. it on the far TV. Me too. Well, I only got, I got nine TVs, and there's like two that I can't see real well, and I, one of them was the Charger game, so I didn't watch it that closely. Um but I think three is a good number. Wow. I think that's a, you know, like I said, that's exactly what my power ratings come to. I have no beef with the three. I would have thought one and a half, maybe two and a half, but three is interesting. Yeah. Chargers are just so, <clears throat> you just can never trust them. Yeah, I was on a, a radio show, I think out of New York last year, and uh, or maybe two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And they kept that. I said, you know, the Chargers just tend to do chargery things. They do. They, like, cracked up. They I do. said, yeah, well, I'm telling you, it's. I didn't mean it really as a joke. That's exactly it's like true. you said. That's true. Tried you know, they do chargery kind of things. Tried and true. What's next? All right. We go to the NFC North. The Bears at the Vikings. Bears at the Vikings. By the way, does that mean that I'm racing to bet the Browns based on that guess? No, I'm not. <clears throat> Bears at the Vikings. Bears are 2-2, two and two, believe it or not. Vikings 3-1. and one. The Bears lose, as we mentioned, to the Giants 20-12. Uh, to 12. Justin Fields completed 11 forward passes which is a monster game for him, <laughs> which raises his uh, season total of completed forward passes from 23 to 34 in four football games. 11 of 22 for 174, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked six times, seven carries for 52 yards, though. He lost a fumble. The Bears only had 16 first downs. It's really all you need to know. There's not much else to say about that. 
And then there's Minnesota. Will you indulge me about the Vikings in this London game yesterday? I know it was not the sexiest game with the Saints. But the Vikings won in spite of themselves. Kirk Cousins, 25 of 38 for 273. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked three times. Justin Jefferson had a monster game. He was torching Marshawn Lattimore. Ten catches for 147. Also had a touchdown on the ground. So let's go through some of this. The Vikings had a fourth and one at the New Orleans 10 with 107 left in the second quarter. It was a 7-7 game. And they decided they'd settle for a 28-yard Greg Joseph field goal to make it 10-7. Okay, no problem. You can quibble with that, but okay. First place subsequent drive, Andy Dalton is sacked by Dalvin Tomlinson. Harrison Phillips recovers, and the Vikings are in business. Now, here's the thing. They have all their timeouts up 10-7 at the New Orleans 20. After a first down play that ended with 49 seconds left on the clock and the Vikings holding all three of their timeouts, Minnesota uses none of them. And by the time Cousins throws an incomplete on second down, there's 16 seconds left on the clock. Then they have a false start. They're behind the sticks. They failed to convert. There was so little time anyway by that point that they probably would have had to settle for a field goal anyway at that point. Greg Joseph, 36-yard field goal, 13-7. to So let's just review real quick. First drive, Minnesota had a 10-yard offensive pass interference on third and goal to five. They overcame it with a 15-yard touchdown pass to go up 7 to nothing. Then we talked about them settling for the 10-7 to lead. Then they botched the timeouts at the end of the first half for a 13-7 to lead. And you're like, okay, well, that's got to be the end of that. No, uh-uh, continues. First drive, second half, after a New Orleans muff punt sets them up, Minnesota ends up with a first and goal at the three. Delay of game penalty. They have to settle for a field goal, 16-7. to Oh, there's more. By the way, down 16-7, to New Orleans has a fourth and fourth, the Minnesota 41 with 6.51 left in the third quarter. The Saints go for it and convert on a great spot, but the Vikings decide not to challenge. I'm not sure if they win the challenge, but you should probably challenge that. The ball was like a yard in front of where he landed for New Orleans. Five plays later, the Saints got it within 16 to 14. Then up 16 to 14, Minnesota has a fourth and two at the New Orleans 47. Two minutes left in the third quarter. Fake punt, Ryan Wright to Jalen Naylor for 13. They convert. But two plays later, after a first and 10 at the New Orleans 23, intentional grounding on Cousins, false start, back-to-back plays, forced to settle for a Joseph 46-yard field goal. It's 19 to 14. And, of course, finally, it comes back to haunt them. Nine-play New Orleans touchdown drive. New Orleans takes their first lead of the game, 22-19. to Eventually, if you make all of those blunders, it's going to come back to haunt you. And it did. Third and 10 now at the Minnesota 49, 536 left. Down 22-19. to A complete bailout, illegal use of the hands, gift penalty on Teron Matthew that extends the drive. Four plays later after a uh, defensive pass interference deep, Jefferson rushes it in for three yards out. And Joseph misses the PAT. So it's 25-22. He made five field goals in this game, but he misses the crucial point after touchdown. So it gives New Orleans the ball with a chance to tie it with a field goal, and Will Lutz does just that with a 60-yarder with 156 left. Then Minnesota with a six-play 55-yard drive, highlighted by Big Cousins Jefferson, 39-yard pickup. Joseph redeems himself with a 47-yard field goal. Minnesota looks to have won this game 28-25 with 24 seconds left. Not so fast, my friend. Dalton hits Olave for 32 yards in the middle of the field, sur- middle of the field, surrounded by nothing but Vikings defenders. How do you let this happen? And Lutz from 61 now. I believe this would have been the first game where everybody, anybody hit two field goals from 60 plus. It's got to be right. Someone could correct me on that. Lutz from 61, upright crossbar, double doink, bounces back, no good, and the Vikings despite themselves, in spite of themselves, win this football game by your three, which you hated. 
I, yeah, and you know, we talked about the Chargers doing chargery things. Did the Vi- do we have to have a new word now? Oh Vikingy things because they did everything they possibly could to blow this game. Here, but I'm in a con- I'm in a couple contests, nothing locally, but you know, small contests with friends. My big play was the Vikings minus two and a half, and I'm watching. And then <laughs> I, I had that so too. In the I did not want them to win by three though, because the joint we yeah. got murdered on that game. So I was hoping that last field goal went in. Anything to get me off the three. I thought it was in. I really did. You I know, did too. I but, by the in. way, I, I've said it for years, right? We on, on the on betting dork, on beating the book, on a numbers yeah. game. It's all plinko in the end, right? This is complete. <laughs> this is literal plinko yeah. hitting off the two. You know, the, the double plinko. Crossbar. I think yeah, that's right. right. Uh, I, I'll probably go high on this too, just like I did with Green yeah. Bay. But I have Minnesota minus ten. Yeah, you are high. My numbers come to seven and a half, and it's uh, pretty much a blanket seven out there. You know, Chicago, man, this Bear team is oh, they're just so horrible. Bad. So I bad. mean, horrible. I really thought Seattle was going to be the worst team in the league, or at least right there. They're way better than I thought, but the Bears are way worse than I thought. Um, you know, my numbers come to seven and a half. I will open seven. Uh, just I don't want to mess with that right now, and that is what I see virtually everywhere. So I'm going to go with seven. And the Bears have won two games. <laughs> like that's the amazing yeah, part. How the hell did that happen? So Philadelphia ends up the last undefeated at 4-0, and yeah. and Houston ends up the last winless at 0-3-1. They've covered every game, though. So there's that. Yeah. More guessing lines. whole bunch more on the other side. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. It's Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, guessing lines for week five in the National Football League. Uh, guessing lines has been uh, great so far this year in terms of sort of extracting value. Um, 
really sort of anticipating line moves. Not sure we have one of those yet on this show. Um, but before we move on, I don't want to bury the headline. Wow. Well, the headline. You, famous author of Then One Day and Then One Year, have a third book out. A this novel. A novel. Yeah. What's it called? It's got a Greek title, you know, Adelphos Mu, parentheses, My Brother. And if you, it, it is on Amazon right now, you have, but if you just put in Chris Andrews' books, it'll take you to my other two books. So you have to put in that title, Adelphos Mu, My Brother. Uh, but I have a pinned tweet, and you can order it directly from Book Locker, which I'd rather you order from Book Locker. I make a little more money. There you uh, go. From I'll Book get, Locker. I'll get mine from and, there. And, you, know, you know, if you go to Amazon, yeah, I still do okay. But, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos does not need a couple of bucks <laughs> uh, from me. <laughs> I but anyway, it's, on, on, it's out now and available. And uh, so far, people that have read it, you know, I've had a few people that have read it really like it. Can you give a, can you give a sort of thumbnail? Elevator speech? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a guy who finds himself in trouble with some very bad characters, bookmakers, owes a lot of money to. His father's former partner was a bookmaker, but as this former partner, his son becomes a star quarterback. Now the kid is facing his last game, a meaningless bowl game where they're big favorites. He asks, can the kid shave some points in the game to, so I could get off this uh, like it. huge debt? That I, but a lot of things happen after that. That's just kind of the start. It's almost like uh, uh, in Psycho where she steals the money in the beginning and you think, oh, this is going to be the story. That, and it's not the story. Yeah, there's a lot of things that happen after this, but uh, I, you know, the people that have read it really like it. But it certainly involves gambling, and we're in Las Vegas, and we're in Pittsburgh, and we're in New York, and blah blah blah. I think people really like it. I look forward. I think to this it. crowd would really like it. This the guessing lines crowd. Yeah. Okay. I love it. My brother, get it through Chrissy's pin tweet though at Andrews Sports on Twitter. Uh, okay. Next, Brian, we got to uh, make up a game here. All right, we have Lions at the Patriots. We didn't talk about the Lions game yet. They lose to the Seahawks 48-45. to Scorigami. Jared Goff in defeat. It's such a typical Lions game. They, first of all, they didn't have Amon Ross St. Brown. They didn't have DeAndre Swift. Were you surprised the Steelers were the number two most picked survivor team in Circa Survivor yesterday? Well, the Lions, despite the injuries, had yeah. lots of people picking them. A lot of guys had the Steelers, which I really could understand because, yeah, I mean, they're playing the Jets at home. I'm going, you're supposed to win that game. I'm sorry. Golf for the Lions. Back to the Lions for a second. Golf, 26 of 39 for 378. Four touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. Jamal Williams, 19 for 108, two touchdowns. Hawkinson, big game, eight for 179, two touchdowns. Josh Reynolds, seven for 81 and a touchdown. Lions were three of three on fourth down. They were outgained 555 to 520 by the Seahawks. Dominic Eberly missed two PATs, two extra points for the Lions. That was in the mix as well. The Lions never led. Bottom line, they never led, but they got within 41-38 before allowing a huge seven-play, 75-yard fourth-quarter drive capped by a Rashad Penny, 41-yard scamper to the house. Then 48-45, to but they couldn't get the ball back despite using all three timeouts on D. And so the Lions lose. They fall to 1-3. and three. And then there's New England. We talked about New England losing to Green Bay. We went through that. Uh, pretty detailed. Brian Hoyer sustained a head injury in that game with 546 left in the first quarter on a Rashawn Gary sack. That's why Bailey Zappi played most of that game. Hoyer was 5 of 6 for 37 yards before he left. No touchdowns, no pick. He was sacked once. Zappi ends up 10 of 15 for 99 yards. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked three times. I will say New England by four. Boy, this is a tough one. Uh, I made it one and a half. I'm thinking the quarterback situation 
I mean, I'm interpreting at this point. I think it's going to be up in the air all week for New England. Um, so I made it one and a half. We're kind of in the middle between the two of us. I see two and a half with juice on the favorite, three with some juice on the dog. I guess I'm going to open two and a half here, but I have a lot of question marks. You know, Detroit. I like New England here. Yeah, I mean, Detroit's defense is just so horrible. I mean, somebody said if Detroit had a bad defense, they'd be uh, two and two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just bad would be a big improvement. I mean, they are horrible. Um, but uh, I think I'm, at this point in time, I'm looking at two and a half, although I see a lot of threes out there. I think I might take a hit at three, at two and a half before I go to three. Like I said, just a question mark at the quarterback position. I think it's going to linger all week for New England. And we'll have to see if Amon Ross St. Brown or Dondre Swift get back for Detroit, among others. But that's this feels like a game New England can control, regardless of who their quarterback is yeah, Listen, here. you know, they, the whole world was on New England yesterday, which shocked the hell out of me. It really did. I mean, money line, everything. I needed Green Bay to win the game. Now, that's very odd for, yeah. you know, a, what did we close the game? Nine and a half. Very odd for a favorite like that. So we needed him to win the game. We needed him to cover, too, which, you know, you could see early on that wasn't going to happen. Brian, uh, next. What do you got? Next game is Seahawks versus the Saints. Sorry to cut you off. Did you have something? Oh, that's all right. That's okay. all right. Two and two Seahawks, one and three Saints. Seahawks, we just mentioned, beating the Lions 48 to 45. Geno Smith, Chrissy, 23 of 30 for 320. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. A 132.6 rating. That's the old school passer rating at a 158.3. Seven carries for 49 yards and a touchdown for Geno as well. Rashard Penny, though, he was the man. 17 for 151, two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, seven for 149, including a tummy ache in the middle of that game where he had to be carted to the bathroom. Yeah, we covered it all. Lockett, six for 91. The uh, Seahawks were nine for 12 on third down. They, the, the Lions just couldn't get him off the field. And as I mentioned, 555 total yards to Detroit's 520, including 235 rushing yards when all was said and done for the Seahawks. They did have 11 penalties for 76 yards. They got to clean that up. New Orleans, uh, as we mentioned, lost to the Vikings. We went through that in detail in London. Dalton ends up 8 of 9. Andy Dalton, 8 of 9 in the first half for just 53 yards. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice, lost a fumble. By the end of the game, he was 20 of 28 for 236. One touchdown, no picks, and sacked twice. That same, uh, the same touchdown uh, interception and sack line. Ten penalties for the Viking. For excuse me, for the uh, Saints in defeat. Ten penalties for 102 yards. They got to clean that up. So two teams that uh, were penalized a lot. Seattle at New Orleans, not a very sexy game. It's more than a field goal, though. I'll say New Orleans minus four. Uh, you're right on. It's four everywhere. There My numbers go. come to three. It's another game where I think. You know, and actually, Dalton, I thought, played very well. But Geno Smith, Woo. I mean, he this team is way better than I thought. Like I said, I thought they'd be the worst team in the NFL. 91.3 was his QBR yesterday, and I think that's deservedly so. At 100, yeah. He was very good. He's played really well. I don't know. I can't think of another quarterback who's kind of blossomed in what's his, like, well, his eighth year or something but, like that. But you know what I said a couple weeks ago when we had that game? I was like, I take it back to my old Washington quarterbacks, right? Mark Rippon got to hold the clipboard for three years. Stan Humphreys got to hold the clipboard for three years. Trent Green got to hold it for two or three years. Old school quarterbacks, if you sat and you you learned that way, mm -hmm. you ended up being really good more often than not. Yeah. Geno Smith, maybe we should have expected this, right? Because it's like he's been playing for yeah. years yeah. watching Hall of Famers. Yeah. So I did not expect that. I'll be the first to tell you. But I have moved Seattle way up. Matter of fact, my numbers come to three in this game. I'm going to open three and a half. I'm sure they'll beat down the doors to lay the three and a half. But, you know, go ahead and do it because I, I think four is just too high 
I, there's a lot of things I don't like about New Orleans, and I do like about Seattle. So three and a half. Let's sneak this one in. What do you got, Brian? All right. Next game, Dolphins at the Jets. Three and one Dolphins, extra rest, of course, with the Tua drama from last Thursday night at the Jets, who fall to two and two yesterday. Tua, remember, was eight of 14 for 110, no touchdowns, one picks, was sacked once before he had to leave the game with that very scary uh, episode on Thursday night. Teddy Bridgewater, 14 of 23 in relief for 193, one touchdown, one pick. He was not sacked. Tyreek, 10 for 160. But remember, the Dolphins were minus two in turnovers against the Bengals last Thursday night. That went a long way towards their loss. Jets, as we mentioned, win, beat the Steelers. They go up to 2-2. Two and two. The Jets, 86 teams have faced a double-digit fourth-quarter deficit in the first four games of a season. Only two have gone 500. The 1980 Dolphins and these Jets, ladies and gentlemen, Zach Wilson, first half, 6 of 16 for 91. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. He did a catch a touchdown pass, though. Final uh, stats for him on the game, 18 for 36, 252, one touchdown, two picks. He was sacked once. First game since injuring his, uh, since injuring his right knee in the preseason opener. And remember, again, the Jets were plus two in turnovers. Uh, they had two, but the Steelers had four yesterday. I will say Miami on the road at the Jets, and we got to assume it's Teddy Bridgewater, minus yeah. four. I don't quite like, sort of like your number better. Uh, I, I kind of like four. I was thinking even like four and a half. It's three pretty much everywhere, but I do see three with juice on the favorite. I'm going to open three and a half. Let's see what happens. Okay. All right. I like it. I think we're all cut up, Brian. All caught up anyway. Whatever I just said. More guessing lines. Whole bunch more to get to on the other side. Week five in the NFL trying to extract value here in our early look. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander, Brian Ortega in for uh, Kelly Bidlin. Kelly Middlin, Bidlin in tomorrow. And of course, the star of Guessing Lines, Chrissy Andrews, director, sportsbook director here at the South Point Hotel Casino on the tip of the strip. So what is so you had a bad uh, bookmakers had a bad day or yesterday you had a bad day. What does yeah. Michael Gaughan to say to you today? What does he do? Does he does he bust your uh, chops on this? He he can yeah, but I mean not in a negative way. Right. Oh, my two geniuses, you know me and Jimmy. <laughs> my two, my two genius. geniuses. What you guys do to me? <laughs> so he'll bust my chops now. He, I, I've seen him one time. Not getting mad, but go like how much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Circus Survivor, sixty one hundred thirty three entries to start yeah. the year. We are four weeks in. Yeah, twelve hundred twenty two left. Wow, twelve hundred twenty two. What left. percentage is that? Ah, uh, that's an excellent question. I did. Uh, you, you'd think I'd be smart enough to uh, run the percentage. It's basically about twenty percent, right? Yeah, yeah it's basically twenty percent left. By the way, we're a quarter of the way into the season. Please, nobody out there say we're at the quarter pole. Please. Please don't say that. Please. Please. Don't say it. Someone will. Someone will. So, oh, it's, I, I'm, I'm just getting ahead of it. Somebody's <laughs> going to say it. <laughs> if Green Bay had lost, whoa. Oh, man. I mean, we, if Green Bay had lost, we would, we would actually, if you were still alive, you would actually start to think you might win it. That's how we'd be so far down. We'd be like 500 left or 600 left. You'd be like, oh, my God. Just as a point of comparison, so four weeks in, twelve twenty-two out of sixty-one thirty-three. 
last year, and I only have this after seven weeks because uh, Joe Pita just had a record of this. After seven weeks last year, remember last year it started with 4,080 entries. After seven weeks last year, there was 1,951 left. So after seven last week, 1,951 after uh, last year, 1,951 out of 4,080. This year after four weeks, 1,222 out of 6,133. 19.9%. There you go. All right. 19.9%. Now, I will say this, just going over these games as we are, it looks like this is a bit of a return to normalcy this week, meaning there there are some there are multiple viable candidates this yeah. year. Like the last two weeks were just mayhem. Yeah, but of course you gotta watch those Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't yes, know if we're gonna do. get there. We might not get there. We'll get to Thanksgiving. You think so? Thanksgiving, I think we'll get to. I think we'll get to Thanksgiving. I don't Christmas, know Christmas, I don't know. Could be chop we could we could have a chop before then. Could be. All right, what's next, Brian? We still in the early window? Yes, we're still in the early window. So we have Falcons against the Buccaneers. All right, Falcons we briefly talked about. They end up winning. They go to 2 and 2. They beat the Browns 23 to 20. Big game on the ground, 202 rushing yards despite getting outgained in total yards as we mentioned. Marcus Mariota. Ready for this? 7 completions for 19 yards. Oh, excuse me, pardon me. Seven for, seven for 19 for 139 yards. Seven forward passes in victory completed. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. Tyler Algier, 10 carries for 84. Falcons only had one penalty, one flag the entire game. That was accepted for 15 yards. That's it. And then there's Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay falls to 2-2, two and two, and I got to talk about the Bucks with you. They lose badly to the Chiefs, 41-31. to 31. The opening kickoff of the game, Rashad White fumbles it. Elijah Lee recovers. Two plays later, Mahomes to Kelsey for 15. It's 7-0, and Casey was basically off to the races. Tom Brady in defeat, 39-52 of for 385. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once, looking as gaunt as ever. Mike Evans, eight, ca- uh, eight catches for 103 and a touchdown. The Chiefs held the ball for 38 minutes and 38 seconds. Tampa had it for 21-22. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chrissy, had a grand total of three rushing yards. Yeah, they totally abandoned the running game, which is not very Brady-like, I have to tell you. They only had six carries in the whole game. Yeah. I mean, they totally abandoned the running game. I guess you fall behind and you abandon. I mean, a complete abandonment was unbelievable. Now, I will say Tampa Bay will still be favored in this game against the Falcons. And I will say minus, I keep coming up with fours today. I'll say Tampa Bay minus four. Wow, way low. Really? Yeah. What is it? Eight. I see. Some, Whoa. Yeah, I see some seven and a half, but mostly eight. Here's here's my thing though. Okay, I'm way low on that. Way low. Oh, well, my power ratings come to eight. They do come to eight. Yeah. Here's my thing though about this game. Tampa Bay's defense was supposed to be, you know, the vaunted Tampa Bay defense. Yeah. They got destroyed. Yeah just absolutely destroyed by the Chiefs. I don't, I, I mean, I guess I kind of like Atlanta getting those points. You know, Atlanta's another team been way better than I thought they were going to be. And yeah. I think it's not a team I want to race to bet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, do we give Mariota credit? No, nah, not a whole lot. His, his QBR yesterday was 29 something. Uh, I think they're well coached, though. You know, I think all of a sudden they got a good coach. They might have a just a solid kind of, you know, integral part of that team. Um, 
My power ratings did come to eight. I don't want to throw out Tampa Bay's defense because they got chopped up by the best offense in the league. We'll get yeah, to Kansas City a little true. later. Uh, <clears throat> but I still think they may have the best defense in the league. They just didn't show it last night. Um, but I, I think eight's a good number. I, I mean, I'm not sure I'd run to the windows to take Atlanta in this game. Yeah, I don't know if I'm sprinting, but eight seems like a lot to me. I just don't I just don't think Tampa Bay's all that great. Like in Survivor League, I'm thinking to myself, okay, what are the teams you'd feel real confident in picking? They are not one of them. They are not one of them at all. All right. I was way off on that. What's next? All right. Next we have the Titans at the Commanders. The Titans at the Commodes. <laughs> Do you know the Commodores, the Lionel Richie Commodores? Do you know how they uh, allegedly picked their uh, band name? No. They uh, went to a dictionary, they closed their eyes, and they, you know how you rifle through the pages? And then wherever it landed, they put their finger on it, and it landed on Commodores, and they say they came this close to being called the Commodes. (laughs) Tennessee versus the Commodes at Washington. Uh, Tennessee, as we mentioned, uh, beats the Colts. Again, it was off turnovers, and it was 14 to nothing before you could uh, blink. And the Titans were on their way. Tannehill, 17 of 21 for 137. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 114 yards, a touchdown, three catches for 33. They were outgained by Indianapolis, 365 to 243. Doesn't matter, though, because they were plus three in turnovers. But again, brutal clock management. We talked about Frank Reich electing to kick a field goal down seven late. We talked about Harbaugh not kicking a field goal when he could have taken the lead. How about brutal clock management at the end of the half from uh, Mike Vrabel? Tannehill took a sack. They had no timeouts. They couldn't get the field goal unit on in time to add to a 24-10 lead. In the end, it didn't come back to haunt them, but it could have in their 24-17 win. And there's the uh, commanders. Uh, Carson Wentz, 25-42 of 42 for 170. One touchdown, two picks. He was sacked twice. Commanders were minus two in turnovers versus the Cowboys. They had two. Cowboys had none. They had 11 penalties for 136 yards. Terry McLaurin only caught two passes for 15 yards. The incomparable Terry McLaurin. And you know what the real crime is with Washington? They're a dull football team, Chrissy. (laughs) If you're going to stink, at least be exciting like the Lions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Instead, you're just dull. By the way, those black jerseys yesterday, can we be a little more imaginative? Talk about Daniel Snyder. He's not imaginative. Tennessee's favored, right? I'll say I'll split the difference between the three and the zero. Tennessee minus one and a half. Well, I think I'm way off on this one. It, by the way, it's two and a half. I see two and a half juice on the favorite, three juice on the dog. I'm going to open three. My numbers came a lot higher. And by the way, I was looking. You know who I have the two worst teams power rating wise in the NFL? Your Washington Commanders. Wow. And my Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) Wait, worse than Carolina? Let me look at that one. I might have missed that one. I said for me, they're they're actually the same with Carolina. Carolina's horrible. We'll get get to them. Yeah, but but I'm going to lean to the higher number here. I I even thought this game should be like four. Commanders are just terrible. Wentz, certainly not the answer. But we Uh, knew that. I think the Titans are probably a little better than people think. Yeah, they were. I give, and I, I let me double check. I think I give the commanders. Tight. I give them one point for home field advantage. One, and that begrudgingly. I don't begrudgingly. Know. I I love you, but I don't even know how you get to a point. Yeah, I that's yeah. I mean, I have a couple guys at zero. 
You see the Eagles, the, every time the Eagles come to town like they did last week, it is yeah. overrun in, yeah. in Philly's uniforms. Yeah. I don't maybe Tennessee would even overrun them. I don't know. It's not too far from DC. It's not too far. I don't know if they travel though. Yeah, I don't know if they travel either. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think Tennessee's a little underrated. Let me go back to the Tampa Bay thing, because I'm so far off on that guess. I I love like I always, you know, be one of the things I've said for this year, the reason I've done well in my picks is I've based everything on preseason conviction so far. And luckily, right, it just so happens that my preseason convictions were generally right this year. Often they are not. But just this year they happen to be right. Mm. Tampa Bay is one of them where now I have I have changed on. Oh, yeah. Right? Like I always thought, okay, well, they still got this great defense and Tom Brady will figure out a way. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like if you if you completely abandon the run, I get it, you're behind and you and you think Maybe that's your philosophy at that point when you fall behind the Chiefs. But that seems to me to indicate you also have no identity. They had, you know, the, the guy, they have guys banged up, but they had guys that were on the field that were banged up. Godwin and Evans, who had been suspended, were back. So I don't know. And they were playing the Chiefs, so maybe it just, maybe it completely, maybe I should just throw out the game. Yeah, to backtrack a second, too, yeah. they said how they completely abandoned the run. One thing I, I said for many, many years, one thing I liked about Brady and uh, Peyton Manning, you know, two greatest quarterbacks certainly of that era is that they never did abandon the run right. even when they were behind they didn't abandon i mean they used the judiciously obviously two brilliant quarterbacks but yesterday they totally abandoned the run does tom brady just look sad to you by the way a little bit yeah it's like where's my wife where are my kids we'll come back we're guessing lines I'm not making fun i'm just saying looks that way it's a numbers game at visa and the sports betting network A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN hockey season prep guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts. That includes Andrew McNeil with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season long trends to watch, plus three things every new. NHL better should know. The guide's a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey betters and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Guessing Lines for Week 5 in the National Football League. We should mention, um, if you miss any part of Guessing Lines, Guessing Lines goes on the Beating the Book podcast feed. Just absolutely tremendous numbers, Chrissy. We actually do the show right here live and then the numbers on the podcast are still monster. So I'm still blown away how many people knew with that S shirt that I had on for a Slippery sharp Rock. Audience. I was shocked because even back in Pittsburgh, most people don't know that that's the Slippery. It's not yeah. like Penn State or Pitt. Uh, you know? So, I mean, it shows you we have a lot of listeners and hopefully many of them back in Pittsburgh. This audience. Uh, Hello to Yinzers. Hello to Yinzers. Dan Tan, as Todd tells every <laughs> By the way, the Megapod, which doesn't air on VEASAN, right? The Megapod, which I do with uh, Todd Wishnev and Jeff Parlay every week, and a rotating guest, Adam Chernoff, was the guest last week. That is on the Beating the Book feed as well. And then a numbers game Tuesday through Friday is on a numbers game podcast feed. So just know that the two football shows are on beating the book, and then Tuesday through Friday on a numbers game feed. All right, afternoon yet? No, nothing? Uh, last of the morning games that we're going to do today, uh, you have the Texans going down to the Jaguars. Did you say Jaguars? I did say that, yeah. <laughs> hey, is it Jaguar? One of them. Yeah. One of them. Well, this is, this is a potential survivor pick, I guess, right? Jacksonville. 
Houston, the last winless, 0-3-1, 0-3-1 against the 2-2 two two Jag Wars. Uh, Houston Mills, uh, in, uh, Davis Mills in a defeat to the Chargers, even though they gave it a run. Lost 34-24, as we discussed earlier. Mills, 26-35 of 35 for 246, two touchdowns. Picked twice, sacked four times. Damian Pierce out of Florida, 14 carries for 131 and a touchdown. Uh, Texans did have nine penalties for 67 yards. They had a fourth and one at the Chargers, 24, with 101 left in the second quarter. They were down 24-7. to They went for it. Mills got sacked. That led to a final Chargers drive in the second half that resulted in a Dustin Hopkins 37-yard field goal. That's what gave... The Chargers, their uh, 27-7 lead, their high-point lead, that soon would almost completely evaporate in the second half, as we discussed, as Houston got within three before uh, Chargers could seal it away. And then Jacksonville. Jacksonville, what do you make? This is, I'm curious what you make of the Jaguars here. Jaguars lose to the Eagles 29-21. Trevor Lawrence in defeat, 11-23. for 23. 11 Forward passes completed for 20, excuse me, 11 of 23 for 174. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times, two carries for seven yards, and ready for this? Four fumbles lost. He didn't like that weather. Four fumbles lost for Trevor Lawrence. Every time you looked up, he was fumbling the ball, and then he threw an interception to boot. 13 first downs is all the Jaguars had yesterday. 219 total yards against the Eagles. They were minus four in turnovers. Again, they had five all from Trevor Lawrence. The Eagles only had one. They were out time of possession by Philly, 39-51 to 2009. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's two fumbles lost in the second quarter. The first was on a sack that led to the Eagles' first touchdown. The second one was on a sneak that led to the Eagles' third touchdown. Anyway, key play of this game, though, was the pick. Jacksonville led 14 to nothing. Yeah. Then they then they Eagles went ahead 20 to 14, but Jacksonville had the ball driving. Second and eight at the Philly 16-yard line. And that's when Lawrence was picked by James Bradbury. That led to an Eagles field goal drive, 23-14. to Another Lawrence fumble on a subsequent drive led to a short field and a Philly touchdown, 29-14. to And then with Philly up 29-21, to again, what are these coaches doing? Nick Sirianni up eight, fourth and three at the Jacksonville 21. Two minutes left. Kick the field goal. Nope, goes for it. Fails. Bailed out by a Trevor Lawrence fumble on the yeah. first Jacksonville play of the ensuing possession ball game. I, I say Jacksonville minus seven at home against Houston. Yeah, um, my numbers actually come to six and a half. I think we maybe got a little ahead of ourselves with Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, by the way, is QBRSA 13. And we can attribute some of that to the weather. And Philly's defense probably had something to do with that, too. Jeez, only, I would think it would be lower than 13. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. low, though. 13, yeah. yeah, it could have been lower. Anyway, I see seven with seven with juice on the favorite or seven and a half. I even see some seven flats. I'm going to open seven flat, let them uh, lay it to us. And uh, I was wrong, by the way. I said the Texans had covered every game. They didn't cover yesterday. I forgot. I kept my mind. I was thinking they cut it to three. Yeah. Uh, but the team does play hard, and they keep it close. And I give Jacksonville, I think I give them half a point for home field advantage, so not much. So I'm going to open seven. They'll probably lay it to me, and that's okay. I don't mind having Houston going for me here in an underdog situation. So what do we have so far? Like We had uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, Jacksonville are going to be big survivor plays this coming week, if you have them left, of course. A lot of people used Green Bay yesterday, that's for sure. All right, what's next? They go to the afternoon. Yes, we go to the afternoon. We have the 49ers against the Panthers. 
All right, 49ers, sight unseen. They play the Rams tonight. I have the Rams in a bet, and I have the Rams in circa millions tonight. I thought the wrong team was favored, guessing lines a week ago. So uh, San Francisco at Carolina. So we won't talk about San Francisco because they've yet to play, but Carolina loses to the Cardinals. We got to talk about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield and the 1-3 Carolina Panthers. He was 22 of 36 in defeat yesterday for 197. One touchdown, two picks. He was sacked twice. Baker Mayfield is six foot one inches tall. At least that's what he's listed at. I'd like Doesn't to look st- like it. I'd like to stand next to him. I want to see if he's 6'1". Uh, he had five passes batted down at the line of scrimmage yesterday. He's had an NFL high 11 passes batted down this year. By the way, Sam Darnold, eligible to come off injured reserve this week. Just want to point that out. Yeah. In case they make a quarterback change, Darnold is available. Carolina's only touchdown in the first 55 minutes of the game came when uh, Frankie Louvu intercepted Murray's pass, returned it, Kyler's pass, that is, and returned it 33 yards for a touchdown to give Carolina a 7-0 lead early in the second quarter. And that was pretty much their highlight. Christian McCaffrey, eight carries for 27, nine catches for 81 and a touchdown. When all was said and done, Carolina only had 11 first downs against the Cardinals. They only had 220 total yards, 40 of which were rushing. They were 2 of 10 on third down. They were 1 of 3 on fourth. They were minus 2 in turnovers. They had 3. Cardinals had 1. And again, if you will, they were out time of possession 38-35 to 21-25. There's a fourth and one at the Carolina 39. 10-58 left in the first quarter. Scoreless game. McCaffrey was stuffed. Six plays later, Arizona. Fourth and one at the Carolina 10. 7-31 left first quarter. Rondale Moore on an end around, destroyed by Brian Burns. They just kept making errors in the first half, both teams. Up 7 to nothing. Arizona botched a fourth down with a snap that went way over Kyler Murray's head, resulting in an incomplete pass on, the, on uh, you know, trying to make something of that play. Four plays later, Carolina gave it back on a Mayfield fumbled exchange. So the first half was just ridiculous. Carolina led at the half. Second half, it was all, all Arizona. Fourth and 12 with the Carolina 36 for the uh, Panthers. 10 to 10 games. Six minutes left in the third quarter. They had a fake punt that uh, Johnny Hecker, Heckler completed downfield for a would-be first down, but it took too long. To, he took too long to throw it. Lineman released. Ineligible receiver downfield. Penalty negated that. Panthers just couldn't do anything right. And then fourth and inches, and this is when it was over. Fourth and inches down 20 to 10 at their own 31. Mayfield and shotgun, Chrissy. Ball batted out of the air by Zach Allen. That was his third pass uh, defended. Zach Allen, that is. Matt Rule, here is your Carolina Panthers stat, everybody, once again. Matt Rule is now 1-26 when, when the opponent scores 17-plus points. Let me just tell you this. While we were doing the Megapod the other day, because I had never really verified this by doing it myself. I just took their word for it. It was 1-26. I didn't believe it, so I went back. It's actually 0-24 in his last 24 when wow. the opponent scores 17-plus points. It's just, I mean, that's the most incredible stat in the National Football League. And basically the handicap is, if you think the opponent's going to score 17 points, just roll with it. That's what I did yesterday. By the way, we want to get to Arizona. Something else will happen on the show. Uh, but anyway, Carolina, I, I mean, I put a placeholder at San Francisco minus four and a half already on the road. But we'll oh, see you're closer than me. It's five okay. pretty much everywhere. I, I had this number like six and a half. I know San Francisco can't score. You know, that's their big problem this year. They can't score, but their defense doesn't give up anything. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I'm kind of like you. I'm surprised there's money showing on San Francisco. <laughs> it's really kind of a steam game. You know? I, we, talked, we talked about this with Adam Chertoff last week on Megapod and with Drew Densick here on a numbers game. The market is always funny with the Niners. Yeah. Always. Week after week. And Drew even pointed out, it goes, it's year after year now. It's been a couple years. I don't know why that is with the Niners. Yo, I think Shanahan, in a lot of ways, a really smart coach. Um, is that the head coach? Yes. <laughs> uh, but he does some dumb things, too, along the way. You know, um, I see some things that like slivers of brilliance, I guess, something like that. But uh, other times, like, eh, I'm not sure what he's doing. They, they really can't score. But that being said, Carolina's bad. I, I like it high. Um, I see a solid five. I think I'll open five and a half just to see if anybody wants a bite on that. But I think after the game tonight, especially the Niners do win, and they are kind of a steamed game tonight, uh, I think this number goes up. Carolina might be the worst team in football. Yeah, they might. Very well might be. Four more games to get to, including the prime time. Coming back. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Football season is in full swing, in case you haven't noticed. And for everything you need to know before betting this week, subscribe to VSEN Pro. With VSEN Pro, you get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of all the top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides. Those cover every game all season long. Pro tools, like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips. Updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options to become part of the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. Chrissy Andrews is here as well. My mishpucha, who runs the uh, South Point Sportsbook Hotel Casino. Who do you guys need tonight from a bookmaking perspective? You, Rams. Well, right now we need the Rams. Yeah. You need the Rams. Yeah. I'm a long way side. to go, though. I'm on your side. I could use that for millions. That'll get me to a four in one week. I need mm. a bounce back after nice. last week. Okay. Two and three last week. Kind of mm. put salt in my game, as they say. It's hard. Those contests, I mean, uh, somebody's going to pick 70-some percent. You know, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> it, it is hard, and it is. Like, you look at the way these games are. I always call them Plinko, right? But yeah. you look at you To win one of these contests, let's just say to win. You've got to have 80 to 90% of all the coin, like all the coin flip games go your way. Because somebody is going to do that. Somebody, if you have a big enough sample size of people, of entries, it's going to happen just randomly, mathematically to one of them. Now, the, 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 the funny thing is, is that that person who ends up winning the contest thinks it's them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I vow to you, if I ever won this contest, I would be the first person to say, it ain't me. Try to. I'll tar, tell this story real quick. I had a statistics professor in college, and, and he told us about his statistics professor. Said, "I want your thing is I want you to flip the coin 500 times and chart how many times it comes up heads or tails, mm-hmm. and it's going to be five percent of your grade." Then everybody would come in, and he goes, "Okay, y'all got F's, okay, because nobody did it 500 times. Because I could tell by all your random two heads, a tail, then three tails, and it goes no, no. Nobody had it on a run. Yeah, somebody's going to have yeah. like 13 heads in a row." Right. Somebody's going to, and not one of you did that. So y'all got an F for that. <laughs> so he told us, and I always remember that. Yeah. Something crazy is going to happen. That's just the way life works. Yeah. Now, now there were those who have won the contest that would argue, no, uh, the coin flips are only the, are, you know, 40% of them, 60% of them is a good handicap. I would put that percentage lower in the NFL. It, like, I really would. Uh, somebody's going to get 13 heads in a row. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Somebody's well, going to do it. Well. 
But we still fight the good fight. Oh, yeah, sure. And week to week, we still look to make money, and so far, so good. I don't know. Maybe I'll feel differently by the end of the year. Maybe by the end of the year, I'll be like, it is me. It's absolutely me. You know, I, I've talked to guys that will even tell you if you're a 60% handicapper, you're not taking enough chances. Like that 58% yeah. is like the sweet spot because you're not taking enough chances if you're only at 60%. That's one guy's theory. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's one guy's theory. Let's go to uh, All right. final afternoon games. Yep. So the next game is going to be Cowboys versus the Rams. Cowboys versus the Rams. Cowboys beat the Commanders yesterday. Boy, that used to be the greatest rivalry in sports, Chrissy. Cowboys and Washington. Yes, it did. Yeah, not so much. That changed anymore. the whole alignment of the NFL. You know that? Oh. To keep that as a rivalry we, twice a year. We used to. You're right. It did. Because it did. that's exactly right. When they shifted the divisions, yeah. they had to keep Dallas and Washington together. Keep Dallas yep. in the east. Yep. Which Texas is actually famous for. This just did. If you look at a map, mm-hmm. not in the east. Mm. Cooper Rush. 15 of 27 yesterday against Washington, 223, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. C.D. Lamb, 6 for 97 and a touchdown, 15 first downs. That's all Dallas had. That's all they needed. 279 total yards. That's all they had. That's all they needed because they were plus two in turnovers. Washington had two. They had none. Oh, by the way, you know who wants to play next week? Dak Prescott. Does he? He wants to. We'll see. Jerry Cooper jo- Rush ain't been bad. Jerry Jones effusive in his praise for Cooper Rush yesterday. Oh, kid's been good. They're at the Rams, and as we mentioned, the Rams haven't played yet. Uh, Rams play the Niners tonight. I will say the Rams will be, uh, you know, placeholder, six-point favorites in this game against Dallas. Uh, I made it exactly six, uh, but the numbers four and a half. I, I see a five and a half. Ooh, that's low. Uh, I, I see five out there. Four and uh, a know, half. I was going to open five. Um, uh, you know, obviously, we've got to see what happens tonight. I, you know, I'm still getting on in my injury report, and I don't know how official it is, The Dak is out for this week. Yeah, probably so. Um, you know, again, I don't know. But I, I think I probably have the Cowboys slightly underrated, though. I, you know, they're, they're pretty good, even without Dak. Um, I think five's okay, though. Like I said, my power ratings come to six. I'm going to use five. There I <laughs> that's, my, that's my Washington. Uh, <laughs> that's the most I can give. There I Next. All right. Next, we have the Eagles at the Cardinals. Catch you off guard there, Brian. You okay? A little bit. All right. Uh, Eagles 4-0, last remaining undefeated. Jalen Hurts in victory, 16 of 25, 204, no touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. 16 carries, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Miles Sanders, 27 for 134 and two touchdowns. A.J. Brown, five catches for 95. Philly held Jacksonville, as we mentioned, to 13 first downs and 219 total yards, and they were plus four in turnovers. Jacksonville had five, all from Trevor Lawrence. It's really all you need to know, even though they spotted Jacksonville 14 points. Boy, Philly might really be the real deal. Yes, they might. They out-time a possession, Jacksonville, 39-51 to 20-09. Philly had a fourth and three at the Jacksonville 40, down 14 to nothing, 121 left in the first quarter. Incomplete pass from Hurts, and you're like, wow. Jacksonville might run away with this. Nope. Fourth and goal at the Jacksonville 3, 920 left in the second quarter, down 14 to nothing. Philly goes for it, scores on a Hertz run, 14 to 7. Fourth and one at the Jacksonville 12, 110 left in the second quarter. By this time, it was already 14 to 14. Hertz converts. Two plays later, 20 to 14, they missed an extra point. And on and on, you know how it ended up. And again, the strange decision, up eight, to go for it, Instead of kicking a chip shot field goal to salt the game away and the Eagles fail late, up 29-21, 
But no matter, because Trevor Lawrence fumbles the ball in the first play. And then there's the Arizona Cardinals. Hit it! I'm a survivor! Cardinals overcame another lackluster first half. They rallied with 16 fourth-quarter points to beat the Carolina Panthers, as we mentioned, 26-16. to Arizona's, That was your survivor play? That was one of them. Okay. Very good. We had the Chargers earlier. We had the Cardinals right okay. here. Uh, Arizona's been outscored 66-16 to in the first half this season. It's like they don't wake up till the second half. It's like, guys, the game's going on. It's almost like the coach should have a better plan. For this. <laughs> it's almost like uh, Cliff Kingsbury might be a problem. Kyler Murray, 23 of 32 for 207, two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. 12 for 26 on the ground in a touchdown. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Can I just raise my hand and say uh, he's been a lot better than I imagined because he got that monster contract. Six for 88 in a touchdown. Arizona held Carolina, as we mentioned, to 11 first downs, just 220 total yards, only 40 on the ground, and they were plus two in turnovers. Carolina had three. They only had one. 38-35 to 21-25, advantage in time of possession for Arizona. And then there was a lot being made of the uh, choice by the Cardinals. They were up 16. They were up 26 to 10. And they went for two, which made no sense on the surface. But I think we all have to assume that uh, Matt Prater was too injured at that point to kick an extra point, maybe? That's what I heard. Because I was the same as you. That makes absolutely zero sense. Yeah. Unless your kicker can't kick. Yeah, his hip was hurting. And I guess it was so bad that uh, the, one of their running backs, Eno Benjamin, had to kick off a couple of mm-hmm. times. So Prater had been kicking field goals, but then that made no sense whatsoever at that point. So I guess on that, we'll give Kingsbury the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I, even yeah. as much as I yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Too. I mean, between Sirianni not kicking the field goal late and keeping the game at eight, yeah. not converting the fourth down, between Harbaugh yeah. deciding not to kick the field goal right. for the for the Ravens at a tie game with just over four minutes left at the two-yard line, and then Reich deciding to kick the field goal with with just with down seven with two minutes left in the game. And then the Vikings with just a slew of blunders. I mean, I don't I don't I don't think this ranks because I think it was it had to I be greater. I, I want to put Sirianni, by the way, at the top of that list. How can you not go I don't two understand. Scores? I, I mean, I, how do you do that? Well, just a, on a on a macro level with all this, by the way, I have to guess a line here, right? Yeah. Uh Philly minus four and a half on the road at Arizona. Oh man, you're low. Um really. It's five, five and a half. I'm going to open six. I give Arizona zero for home field advantage. They can't win at home. You know, a zero. And, I, by the way, I looked. Philly, I now have my third-ranked team. Behind Buffalo, Buffalo number Kansas one. City. Kansas City, number two. Philly's up to number three. That was my power rankings last week. Yeah. was the same. One, yeah. two, three. And, by the way, it doesn't change after this yeah. week. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm making Philly six. You know, as, as bad as I think Sirianni's blunder was, Yeah, Kingsbury has a whole – Litany of them. You know, just I, I'm supporting him on the 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 extra point kick, but I, I think Philly's just that much better than Arizona. Your take on Kyler Murray remains the same. Yes, best highlight reel in the NFL. Yeah, doesn't win a lot of games. We are we going a little crazy on Philly, giving six on the road maybe, to Arizona? Maybe you know. Listen, there'll be some point where the worm turns. Right. In this, this could be it. You know, that's that's what makes the NFL what it is today. It's also one of those where I could see myself playing Arizona in the contest and then cut to a shot of me like two drives into the game. And I'm like, what have I done? This is the stupidest thing I ever did. All right. Um, Sunday night, Monday night still to come to week five in the National Football League. I think I like New England best so far. And I kind of like Arizona there. Oh, no. 
I do not want to. Oh, boy. Arizona. Sunday night, Monday night on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander, a pro tip of the hour. You said something earlier. You've said it many, many times on the show. Has to do with your your statement. It's a bingo thing for guessing lines. Diminishing returns on big favorites. What do you mean by that? Exactly? Just in the NFL, you know, you may like my power ratings come to seventeen uh, Bills over the Steelers, but seventeen is not a good number. Just because, just watch NFL games. Like yesterday's a great example. How many games were within one yeah. score in the fourth quarter? Yeah, it's just the way the NFL is. Of college, it doesn't apply because teams can win by forty and fifty, but it just doesn't happen in the NFL. Teams usually keep it fairly close. If you have a much superior team, they lay off the gas late and, you know, and that's how the back door covers. Seems basic, but that's our pro tip of the hour. Good baseline to know in the NFL. That's our pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour, of course, on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every single day. I've done the math for you. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com where you can sort them by sport and by show. We get tweets, we get texts. Uh, these are texts. The beauty, beauty of the show also is that people who uh, we have on the show Listen to it intently. Joe Pita chimes in with a text. Uh, Joe Pita puts in, he says, uh, Eagles favored by six at Arizona, which is almost certainly the smallest favorite they will be until Christmas in Dallas. Oh, wow. Their schedule in October and uh, November now looks like John Thompson was the AD. Hey, he took a shot at Georgetown. (laughs) I really shouldn't Ron Burgundy through his tweet. By the way, uh, Joe Pita also uh, would like me to say, which I did with Vinny, with the Hall of Famer, Chrissy Andrews. That's the old Joe Buck, how he introduces Joe Buck, every, how he every time. Introduces every Troy time. Aikman. Yeah. With the Hall of Famer, Troy Aikman. With the Hall of Famer, Chrissy Andrews, who, of course, in case you missed it, was inducted into the uh, Sports Betting Hall of Fame. By the way, uh, you mentioned Vinny. Vinny was in the office yesterday. It was like 15 minutes into the day. I looked at Vinny and I said, it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think we can get out of it. And he just kind of. Yep. You guys, you guys walk around with your yellow blazers when you when you. No? Oh yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, look, next time somebody asks me for my resume, <laughs> I'm just going to bring out the trophy. Here's my resume. Here's my resume. Uh, this Hopefully, is from, I don't ever need a resume again. By the way, this is from Las Vegas, Chris. This could be the other pro tip, by the way, Brian. He said, "My belief: 50% of results are a waste of time to handicap. Results don't match box score or handicap. Goal is to win 70% of the remaining 50%." Contests require a very high rate of toss-ups to go your way. Always have to have luck on your side. That is multiple contest winner. Can Las I tell you Vegas something about Chris. Chris? Yeah. He is a smart, smart man. He show is. And I like him, too. He's a yeah. good guy. He's really a good guy. Yeah. One of the good guys in this business. We love Chris. Chris was kind enough uh, to join us on a numbers game in person many times this summer. Yeah, he's a good guy. Justin, we would just talk about, here, here, here is his tweets. We'll just riff on these. Yeah. So it's always great to have him in. Good guy and a smart guy. Sunday night and Monday night. Brian, what's next? All right. We have a real good one. Bengals at the Ravens. Bengals at the Ravens. Bengals, extra rest. They won that Thursday night game against the Dolphins. Burrow was 20 of 31 for 287. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Always running for his life, though. T. Higgins, 7 for 124 to touchdown. The Bengals, if you recall, against the Dolphins were plus two in turnovers. And then there was Baltimore yesterday. We talked about how they squandered the 20 to 3 lead. That's two games now against the Dolphins and against the Bills where the Ravens are at home looking to win, coasting in, and then they just botch it. Oh, Lamar Jackson, 20 of 29 yesterday for 144. One touchdown, two picks. He was sacked twice, 11 carries for 73 yards. They had a fourth and inches at the Baltimore 34 with 135 left in the third quarter. 20 to 20 game. 
And after Lamar was ruled short on the previous play on third down, Lamar converted it on the sneak. But that drive ended in a Jordan Poyer pick as well. That was the first of two consecutive drives. Of course, the second one being the famous one in the end zone when John Harbaugh decided not to kick the field goal and keep that game at 20 to 20. Um, Jordan Poyer, two interceptions on two consecutive drives. 38-10 to 21-50 advantage in time of possession. Didn't matter. Didn't matter again. And then that last sequence, in case you missed it earlier, if you saw Marcus Peters going crazy on the sidelines, the entire Ravens defense had, had the understanding that they were not going to tackle the running back and they were going to allow the Bills to score because at that point with only one timeout, it was their only way of winning that football game. But apparently Odafe Owe didn't get the memo. And so the, the Ravens defense, and Marcus Peters loses his mind, and Baltimore squanders it. So uh, it is a division game, two two-and-two teams. The Bengals at the Ravens, I will say, I don't know why I keep coming up four this week. I'm with all fours like for me. Four. Ravens minus four. You know, I, I like three a lot better. Um, that's what uh, that's what I'm going to open, and it's three with juice on the favorite. So kind of between our two numbers. Um, Cincinnati right now, I mean, they were big steam this last week. And all the wise guys. I mean, not just steam from, you know, just anybody. But the wise guys really were uh, big on uh, – on uh, betting on Cincinnati, and I'm, you know, I, I've talked about it before. They addressed their offensive line problems, but I didn't think they solved them. Well, they may have solved them. This last week, Burrow was very well pr- protected and had a really good game. I've had my doubts about the Ravens coming into this year. Matter of fact, a couple. I don't know if I said it on this show. May have said it on some other shows. I thought there's one disappointing team this year. I thought it was going to be the Ravens. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I think Jackson's great, but he didn't have a great game yesterday. He didn't have a great year last year. And I think the defense probably isn't as good as it's been in the last couple of years. Um, I, yeah, defense I is suspect, like, yeah. I kind of like the Bengals in this game. Uh, I, I think they, they may hmm. have solved some of their issues, which was their offensive line, which I said they addressed it, they didn't solve it. Maybe they've solved it. I'm not sure. But I kind of like the Bengals in this spot. This is, I, I ask that question on the Megapod every week. What's the game you want no part of? This could be it. Really? Just because the 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 range of outcomes yeah. I could see being mod, yeah. really yeah. wide. I could see game. that too, but yeah. I, I, I kind of like the Bengals here. All right, and then Monday night, what do we have, Brian? All right, last game on the board. Raiders versus the Chiefs. The Raiders hit it. I'm the survivor. Raiders were 0-3, having lost all three of their games by combined 13 points. They get off the schneid with that win over the Broncos yesterday. Derek Carr, 21 of 34 for 188. No touchdowns, no picks. Sacked twice, seven carries for 40 yards. Josh Jacobs, 28 for 144 and two touchdowns. Balling. Shot calling. Sorry, Chrissy. Apologize. Devontae Adams, nine catches for 101. After the Raiders went up 10-7 early in the second quarter, Here's another one. Just list the coaches who made, like, just bizarro decisions. The Raiders are up 10-7 to early second quarter. They're like, let's onside kick it. That failed. Seven plays later, it was 10-10 to on a Brandon McManus 28-yard field goal. Raiders overcame, though. And then there's Kansas City. And I must admit, once again, I was so fixated on the Braves-Mets game last night that I was almost happy the Chiefs-Bucks game was a blowout. It was just like the Bucks had no chance catching them all day. Because I didn't have to pay like complete attention, but Patrick Mahomes, in case you missed it, 23 of 37 for 249, three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times, four carries for 34 yards. He reaches 20,000 passing yards faster than anyone else in the history of the NFL. And really what will stand out from yesterday's game is that dude will flip the ball around anywhere 
in, in any motion possible. That whirling dervish yeah. one for the touchdown to Edwards. How is he not in the MVP conversation? We just take it for granted he's going to be fantastic every week. That's such a great point. He's, he's like he's already reached the LeBron stage. Yeah. Well, you could be the MVP. By the way, Barry Bonds. This how. Sorry, Barry Bonds. Never mind. I should. The fact. How good is he that he still won seven? Even though he was in that conversation, he still won seven because he was that good. They couldn't help themselves. Yeah. But Mahomes, to your point, is right. Yeah. Mahomes is like he's like, come on, he's the best player in football. They just execute that offense. I mean, really, Andy Reid has a lot to do with it. The, the people around him have a lot to do with it. But they execute the offense, and he's the trigger guy, no doubt about it. Edwards Alaire was nineteen of ninety-two at a touchdown on the ground, one catch for the two yards. The play that I was talking about for another touchdown. Kelsey nine for ninety-two to touchdown. By the way, the Chiefs were up twenty-one to ten, fourth and one at the Tampa Bay thirty-four. Edwards Alaire wide open in the flat. He dropped it. Didn't matter because the next play, Brady was strip-sacked by Legarius Sneed. Chris Jones recovered it six plays later. Noah Gray from under center, 28-10. to 10. Andy Reid pulling out all the stops. He's like, watch this. We'll put our tight end under center. 12 of 16 on third down for the Chiefs. That's all you need to know. Tampa Bay couldn't get him off the field. 38-38 to 21-22 time of possession advantage. Kansas City against the Raiders at Kansas City. Kansas City by seven and a half. I'll give him the hook. That's exactly what I made it. It's there's a seven. There's a couple of sevens out there, but mostly seven with juice on the favorite. A couple of seven and a half. So I'm going to open seven and a half. I know we don't have a lot of time left. Two big moves uh, since we started the show. One on the, the uh, Denver Broncos. It looks like Jonathan Taylor may be out for the Colts. Oh, and I see a lot of money showing up for the New Orleans Saints. I'm thinking maybe Jameis Winston is back in the lineup. But two big moves since we started the show. Wow, the Jonathan Taylor thing. Yeah, hey, that's hey, Thursday game. They already bad season could get worse quick we'll see we've done all we could do guessing lines week five thank you chrissy as always appreciate it my pleasure brian ortega thank you thank you kevy kev with the survivor drops let's go braves get it done tonight it's visa the sports betting network enjoy whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years. Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.